With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings network. You can go ahead and view us on Samsung TV, Zumo Play, Roku, wherever you want to go ahead and see the Lombardi line in motion picture. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Palm here, the VP of operations at the Circa Resort and Casino. Mike Pritchard, our recent NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the National Football League, former first round pick to the Atlanta Falcons and a national champion with the Colorado Buffaloes back in the early 90s. And gentlemen, we were talking about some NFL football in hour number one. So let's continue and kick off hour number two with some NFL football, starting with Sunday night football. Massive game in the NFC East, massive game for NFC home field advantage implications and also MVP implications as well as the Philadelphia Eagles travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys right now. Three and a half is the spread. The Cowboys favored 52 the total here. I have a play on this game, but I want to get your thoughts on what you think might happen Sunday night football. I think there'll be points on both sides. I thought Dallas uh, was the better team in Philadelphia in week one. Um, or well, not week one, but in their first meeting yep. and couldn't get it done. They, they So many self-inflicted wounds in that game. Uh, there was a million things they could have done different to win the game. Um, the Eagles are still in this gauntlet stretch, which we used as an argument against them last week to lay two and a half. Mm-hmm. And you sort of saw the last three quarters of that game. You've seen them get dominated in a way you haven't seen yep. in two years against the best team in football, albeit said. I don't know that I can convince myself to take three and a half with the Eagles. I think this game plays 31, 28, 31, 24. I like the over in, in this matchup. Yeah, it's interesting. Um you know, you would think about these two defenses or familiarity. Um, would you really go for an overplay, right? But um, no, I, I think the Eagles, they're tinkering. Like mm. they had the win streak. Um, they had home field advantage. They still do uh, from that standpoint, but they, they're tinkering. Like offensively, um, can they go toe-to-toe with the uh, with elite offenses? Can they outscore teams, right? And then they, they have. Kansas City, Buffalo, they did some, some great things that way. But when it comes to teams that are dominant, like, like a 49ers team running a football and just being physical, now you're seeing signs that the Eagles want to get back to the six eligibles and, and, mm-hmm. and the physical play that they had. Maybe Jalen running the ball more, but he can't because he's hurt, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like they're tinkering for this formula 
that that can work against a team like Dallas uh, on the road. Dallas is playing spectacular football right now. I, I guess the only play for me would be to take the points uh, and do something with it uh, if I wanted to, or uh, I, I can't play totals because I don't know how to do totals. Uh, that's just being <laughs> oh, candid. That's just being candid. What a candid. crutch that is for you. No, it, it is a crutch. That's such a crutch. I mean, you should I see the size of I don't bet totals crutch. either. So <laughs> see, I, I know, yeah. right? Never? No. Oh, no. Um, Shutting maybe, yourself off maybe to 90% game. of sports. <laughs> In-game totals, though. No, but not pre-flop. I, yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I, this is an intriguing game to me. I mean, I think it's a possession game. I, I, I think it's a possession game. Uh, and, you know, it's intriguing to take the points here. We talk about the future market for the NFC East. And Dallas wins, right? They they have the equal 10 and 3. The mm. head-to-head's equal. They both have one division loss to each other. They probably won't lose in the division, so that won't be the... T- is the next tiebreak conference record? Yeah. I mean, and the problem is Dallas lost to Arizona, and they lost to the Jets. Yep. So the Eagles still hold the inside track to win in the East. And the Cowboys have a much more difficult yeah, schedule than the Eagles yeah. have down the yeah. stretch. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why it's difficult to like play Dallas at plus 380, even though like they would temporarily, if they win this game, jump into first place, but Philadelphia at the end of the season would go ahead and best them if they do have the same record, which is, I mean, Eagles will probably have a better record than the Cowboys at the end of the season. Like the win total market's telling you that right now, Eagles 13 and a half, the Cowboys sitting at 12 and a half here. Um, but I, I just, I, I, I get annoyed with the conversation, but I've, I'm kind of leaning into it of the Dallas hasn't beaten anyone good. Because mm-hmm. I, I do think like winning games in the NFL is hard. I mean, you could speak to that. Yeah. Like, like no win is just like cakewalk city, like sometimes in college football where it's like, hey, we're playing some directional school. This is like a bye game. We're going to go ahead and win. The NFL is much more difficult than that. But with that being said, the Cowboys still the teams that they've beaten haven't been the upper echelon this year in the NFL. And I would, it's almost like this, this bet for me is kind of like the Cowboys have to prove it to me mm. that, they, that they can go ahead and do this and win by margin against a team that has a lot of pedigree, a lot of talent, and a team that's coming off a really embarrassing loss and is motivated to kind of get back on the right track. Like, I think this is a field goal game, by the way. I took the three and a half here. It's still out there. I think that's good to bet it, but I just want Dallas to go ahead and prove this to me that they can actually do this against upper echelon competition. Well. I mean, the Rams are not an awful team. No. Seattle's but not an awful team. They beat, Seattle's not an awful team, right? I mean, they, they beat the they're, middle teams. They're not on Philadelphia's level, though. Mm. Which is like that. Those we, are the teams that the Cowboys have to beat to get to where they want to go. If Dallas won this game 34-24, would you, you say you were very surprised by the result? Not surprised, but... I want them to prove it to me. Like they haven't done, they haven't shown that they can do that. They won 34 24. I would be surprised. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Surprised that they scored 34? No, that they beat them by 10 points. I would be surprised. So you're, so are you teasing the Eagles? Are you taking three and a half? It looks like you have a strong opinion. Yeah, I do have a strong opinion. Syndicate? (laughs) Syndicate for sure. I mean, it's a possession game. You know, the thing about Dallas is they've evolved. Like, Earlier in the season against San Francisco, no, not that, that, that Cowboys team. Burn the tapes. Right, right. But now they found Ferguson. They, they found um, uh, ways to use Lamb. You know, Dak Prescott's playing better than he has been in a number of years. Uh, McCarthy is calling a decent game. He's <laughs> coaching decisions aside and all that, right? But uh, now defensively, They've been, I'll use the word again, leaky, though. They've been they've yeah. been different, right? And, okay, what's going on with that? Like, cer- certainly the personnel is different. Um, but, you know, they, they take advantage of opportunities, whether it's getting turnovers or not. 
but offensively, yeah, I mean, the way that Dallas has evolved, they're going to score points. And the thing about Philly is I know that they're tinkering, but yet they are explosive too. And I think they can create that. So, uh, yeah, I'd be surprised if they lose by 10, if they lost by 10. I'd be surprised if they lost by four. That's why teaser kind of comes into <laughs> play there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the three and a half too. But I mean, you can do more things with 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 the points. Yeah, I, I agree with you on the point about Dallas's defense. Like Washington, they were able on Thanksgiving. They moved the football game kind of got away from them a little bit, yeah. but they found some success. And obviously Seattle, what they did last Thursday night, like a lot of success. DK Metcalf had, had a really big game with three touchdowns. So mm-hmm. I, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard's coming back here as yep. well for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a tough team to defend, and we got to see the Dallas defense go ahead and do it because they haven't done it. Well, they have to late. be disruptive. They, that, yeah. That's their key. Let's talk about the defensive yeah. player of the year. And well, Micah Parsons maybe can make well, a big Ma- splash. Well, Micah uh-huh. and Dak in the MVP Dak? cover. We'll yeah. start with defensive, though. I think there's betting opportunities here just because I don't think that Micah Parson fits the profile of a defensive player of the year. He, the, the criteria are either you lead the league in sacks, you lead the league in tackles for loss. You, he, he doesn't fit it in those categories. Um, I, I know uh, you, when you think about Garrett and Watt, now's might not be the time to jump in on these guys as the second and third choice. <laughs> it's a little shaky. But I think you can kind of keep an eye on this market. I think 120 is a way too low of a price on him mm-hmm. right now. No, I My agree. Thoughts. I agree. I think this market should resemble what the MVP market resembles. Like they're all a three to one yeah. or so. Yeah. Like, like I don't think I don't. And now I get it. Like the market's telling you, hey, these are the three guys who are going to win. And I guess I would agree with that since we talked about it during the break. Like this is sort of a reputation award. And Parsons, Garrett, Watt have like the sterling reputations among the guys who are like being considered for this award. So they kind of have that leg up. But I agree with you. Like Parsons. His numbers have been really good, but they haven't been like defensive player of the year good, at least like the traditional numbers. All of his advanced stuff, like the pass rush win rate, the, all that stuff has been like elite. But the voting block doesn't really look at that stuff. They look at sacks. And Parsons right now is like sixth in the NFL in sacks. He's not at number one. Mm-hmm. So. so would it be wide open for you then? I mean, would you go further down on the board? Like Hunter sitting there, he's almost a sack leader right now. Um, I'd bet Garrett Okay. if I had to bet right now. That's why I think like, and it's not even like the sexiest bet, but that's why I think is ultimately going to win the award. Okay. Hoping that he he gets that healthy he can, and finishes he can finish, strong, right? That he can finish the season. Yeah. How about on the MVP side? Elliott goes eight deep here from McCaffrey, from Purdy, the favorite, and then Hertz, Prescott, Tua, Mahomes, Jackson, and then Tyreek and 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 McCaffrey at sixteen to one. Could any of these eight guys win it? Or would you draw a line through any of them and say, I can safely say if I'm looking at this from a betting market, I'm gonna draw a line through. Let's bring out the pen and start drawing right. some lines. So you got a few. <laughs> I got a few. All right, good. We're drawing a line through Tua. I don't think he can win. Because He's of Hill. Because, because Hill's of Hill. the dominant. Okay. Everyone, when they talk yep. about the Dolphins, they talk okay. about Hill. Okay. I'm drawing a line through the reigning defending MVP, Patrick, Patrick. Mahomes. Okay. I don't think he can win anymore. And I'm going to draw a line through Christian McCaffrey. I don't think he can win. I think Lamar's still alive. Slightly. Uh-huh. I think he's, I think I think he has a slight chance, but he's still alive. We're not drawing lines through him. But, but your I boy Dak, he's got a big opportunity Sunday. He does if on they, the national stage. If they win, you get that Collinsworth bump. <laughs> he starts talking. <laughs> uh, you know, he starts doing his thing. Like ah, Dak is playing like the best quarter. Like that. If Dak plays well, I think we wake up Monday morning. Dak is the favorite to win MVP. Do you hold the fact that 16 out of the last 17 MVPs came from a one or a two seed in a conference? 
I think that factors, that factors right? in. I mean, th- to me, because oh. that's why I'm talking about the argument, can they win the East? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask, let me throw a wrench in everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh, the best player on the best team. We're about Christian McCaffrey. He already drew the line. <laughs> that, well, that causes I, a discussion. Prince, Prince hasn't well, drawn the line. He hasn't drawn the line. Why would you draw a line on a guy who's accounted for 40% of the scoring for the best offense? And Well, not the best offense, but well, I, I can make an argument. It's pretty good from trying to be the best offense. But And then also a guy, well, he's got 18 touchdowns right now, total touchdowns. And he's got, what, five games to go? Yeah. The reason why I draw the line the reason why I draw the line is because I don't think he's going to be seen as the best non-quarterback this season. Like that's going to be Tyreek Hill. To where it's, I think it's going to be difficult. Offensive for player of the year though for Tyreek. I, I mean, typically a receiver, right? I, I mean, think, I think Tyreek might win both. Your mentor says it's Hill. Lombardi I, says it's it's Hill. He changes I, the game. I think sixteen to one is actually a pretty good bet for Tyreek. Yeah. No Calvin Johnson. No. Jerry Rice, no Randy Moss, no Cooper Cup, no receivers. Did they ever go 2K? Calvin almost did. We'll be back. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge this college bowl season, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer for only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving for every game, and our college bowl betting guide where you get picks for every bowl game. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become part of the sports betting network. That's VS. I-N slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Mike Palm, Mike Pritchard here hanging out at the Circuit Resort and Casino. Michael Calabrese, college football betting analyst over at Action Network, will be joining us in the next segment. We'll break down his bowl picks. He's at three plays, three dogs, 
all on the money line. We'll discuss those with Michael Calabrese coming up in about 15 minutes. But let's shift back to the NFL. Uh, wh- before we get into this Vikings Raiders game, just wanted to report there's a little bit of line movement in this Bills Chiefs game where we sit here at Circa. We've gone to a pick 'em. Huh. Buffalo. My God. Heavily a pick 'em at I'm Arrowhead? Fine. <laughs> is that about Buffalo or about Kansas City? Is that that movement? Little column uh, A, column B. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's a lot of respect. That's really amazing. Uh, you you get just a pick'em price for Mahomes to win a game at home. Can we get Buffalo to favorite? We could tease Kansas City at home. <laughs> is, is, is the syndicate get the siren so, going? Oh, yeah, I haven't got a text yet from the syndicate on that one. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens the rest of this weekend, but consensus is down to one. Pick them here at Circa. Y'all clown the sy- uh, syndicate, but syndicate's cashing. Nobody's clowning. Hey, no, uh, hey, we're, we're all about clowning. it. Yeah, no, they, you know? they're cashing. Okay. I, I might get my own teaser syndicate going this week, you know, based on what the, what the board is saying right now. But let's get to the rest of the board, though. The Vikings, three-point favorites. On the road here in Las Vegas against the Raiders, total 40 and a half. Seen a lot of Vikings folks uh, around town here hanging out oh, yeah. for the, the whole weekend. Paul Allen, Skull. Paul Charchian, they're all here. No, no. they're all here, Paul they're all here. The great Paul, Paul Allen. was in studio Char- this Charchian morning. Charchian studio? Yeah, with Mitch and Paul. Handing out prop winners? Yeah, and uh, Paul Allen, I just saw he tweeted a picture there at Buffalo Wild Wings, all the Vikings fans. Uh, partying for the whole weekend. So, yeah, yeah. the purple purple people eaters. <laughs> this is a place to be in the National Football League if you want to watch a game. It is. I mean, uh, Legion has played that out, right? It doesn't matter if your team stinks or not. Uh, they, their fans are showing up. Uh, so another thing the Raiders always got – they're used to it by now, though. I would oh, think yeah. the Raiders – I've been to a number of games in there, and – and there's enough Raider fans in there to to give some energy to to their home team, the Raiders. But it is overwhelming at times, though, from the visiting team, though. It's like a, 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 such a great neutral atmosphere, mm-hmm. though, right? Yeah. It's, it's split. I'm so fine sure. pro visiting team. Right, right. <laughs> right? But yeah. this is really a neutral. When the, they is. turn out, it's a 50-50, 55-45. It's like a bowl the game. college games are 50. Was right. it was it 50-50 Washington, Oregon, or was there more yeah. Washington people? Um, right? I, Oregon, here, was la- Oregon was loud, but... Here uh, it, at Circa, yeah. it was much more Washington. Yeah, there was Oregon a ton people. of Washington yeah. people there. Uh, I was on the Washington side. Um, interesting sitting next to the bowl representatives. Fiesta Orange, all these people. Okay. Um, and, uh, Are you advising them as well? Like you no, did I, I looked at them. I looked at them. With yeah, the big I watched them. Them. I looked at them a few times. Yeah, you uh, people you? remember you. <laughs> well, they, I, I think, I think, sadly, those people might have passed. Gone on? <laughs> yeah, they might have gone on. <laughs> pour, pour, pour one out for the orange ball folks. Yeah, that committee. Yeah, that, that committee's gone. It's been a minute. Um, yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> They, they look the same. How about that? Yeah. The, they all look, <laughs> they look they're like the, the same. Drake Relay officials. They're all 100 years old right? in the blue jackets. Right. And the <laughs> Absolutely. Where were we all? Oh, in terms of this game. A lot game, of Viking people here. A lot of Viking fans. What do you guys think is going to happen on Sunday? Are the Vikings people, are they going to be cheering loud for their team to win? Or is this a Raiders? Well, can the Vikings defense cause havoc, you know, against the Raiders offense that hasn't really gotten in gear? I mean, the Raiders, I mean, they, they're not trying to fool anybody. They want to run the football if they can. Uh, and then they're going to try to find a way to get the ball to Devontae if they can. But everybody else, good luck trying to get catch the rock from Aiden O'Connell. Like, the Raiders are so specific with what they want to do offensively. They telegraph things. But I think there's a chance that the Vikings in that defense can show up. I don't know if O'Connell trusts uh, Dobbs. How oh, can he? Yeah. He, how can he? He didn't against the Bears. Not I know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. After that turnover, and then you just run the ball and un- yeah. Yeah, he threw the game away. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, 
he's got to change in order for the Vikings to win. That's where, that's where you know, maybe there's a chance uh, for the Raiders in this game. I, I have not made a bet on it. Uh, I don't have a lean either. Uh, but I am looking on the side uh, of the Vikings to see if they can get the job done, though. I took three. Okay. I took three with the yeah, Raiders. There we go. Because of Dobbs right, right. now. I, I, I don't know that they're going to try to – they'll be able to exploit the Raiders' defense. And if the Raiders can't run the ball, this could be a very low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. You could know this early. It's going to be low and tight. Yeah, I just think know. a full three at home with a quarterback that's struggling, it's worth a play. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders' red zone is atrocious, though. Not good. It's not good at all. But I'm in lockstep with you, though, Mike. I took the three as yeah. well. It's like it's a fate of Dobbs. I'm like, yeah. Dobbs to have to win on the road by margin, mm-hmm. I will bet against that until he shows that he can do it. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't shown it. I mean, he couldn't do it at home against the Chicago Bears. I mean, four interceptions. We saw that on national TV. Uh, it's just I think this is a little bit too much respect. I get it that Justin Jefferson, like obviously the big news is that he's coming back in this game. Last year's Offensive Player of the Year. Jefferson's amazing, but I – Dobbs back there. I think it's just a little shaky right now. With all the evidence that we've seen so far of like elite cast members around a quarterback, like a shaky quarterback, Mm -hmm. uh, you don't think Justin can elevate that situation? He can, he certainly will help. And and the market's telling you he's going to help as we sit here as a full three on the road. Because you're supporting Devontae and that cast elevating Aiden O'Connell, I think. Or is it just a pure fate of what the Vikings are right now? To me, it's a pure fate of what Minnesota is doing. I think the Raiders have a better chance of doing what they want to do than the Vikings are doing what they want. I I really believe the Raiders can run the ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they kind of got away from it a little bit when they got the lead and Kansas City zoomed by them and they thought, Mm -hmm. oh, we're going to have to score 40 points in this game. I go back to the game in Miami. They had a ton of chances to tie that game up yeah, and send oh it to over yeah. against a very good team, yeah. right? The defense held up against that, that offense, and I think the Raiders are just like a middling team, right? And yeah. you play well, you can beat them, but if you, if you turn the ball over, they're going to make it close. So, mm-hmm. like Tefemi, a full three. Yeah. A full three. Got to take it. a lot Got to take it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, the game in – the Windy City, I think, is an interesting betting market because the Detroit Lions, they're down to three-point favorites on the road against the Bears. Total is at 43, and this yeah. has been all Chicago money all week long. There's still some three-and-a-halves out there. DraftKings has some expensive ones. You, yeah. If you want to go ahead <laughs> and take that, or you can lay, you can get some plus money if you want to lay three-and-a-half with the Detroit Lions, but threes <laughs> are also out there as well. Do you guys agree with this big movement all throughout the week on the Bears? Yeah, I do. You do? I actually do. I think this game should probably be a three. Uh Truth be told, the Bears were the much better team for, what, 54, 55, mm-hmm. 56 minutes of that game? Yeah, and that and then they decided they scored enough and, and, <laughs> and took the ball out of Fields' hands. you got to <laughs> let it, their offense still run through him. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing that nobody talks about in the NFL overall as a scope. The Bears are a very, very good run defense. And what do the Lions want to do? They want to run first to set up play action. That's what confounded them. I mean, when they went into a prevent and Goff was going to throw, then they moved the ball down the field and got back in and eventually won that game. I think the Bears match up pretty well with the Lions here. The Lions almost squandered a huge lead in New Orleans. Uh, They did. They held on and made enough plays offensively at the end to win. 
I think this is a close game, and if the Bears won it, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, the Bears are that dangerous team where they are playing for something else other than going to the playoffs. like <laughs> Their jobs? Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of guys, a lot of young players playing. That makes them dangerous. They were dangerous against Minnesota. And the good thing about them is they all virtually have the top pick sewn up. Right. With New England winning last night, Carolina's got a two-game lead. Right, right. Uh, right, for the yep. worst record. So mm-hmm. you're going to get the one. And if you get the one and the five, the one and the six, you're still getting the one, right? So, so you can, you're you not can, afraid to win you're not, games. You're not afraid. Yeah. And, and certainly I want my job and I yeah. want to get paid. Yeah. Um, you know, on the other side of that, the Lions, they're trying to be San Francisco. But they're not. What do we hear about golf? Oh, my God. Golf is unbelievable. He's having a career. Yeah. He's a res- MVP. Uh, exactly. Right. But nope, that's not happening. Um, and, and they're not physical like San Francisco that way, or, or at least for 60 minutes. I, I think uh, the linebacker being out, uh, Rizone, Rizzoni, uh last uh, yeah, week. Anzalone. Yeah. yeah, Anzalone. Uh, what is that his name? Same country. Alex Alex Anzalone. Yeah. Anzalone. Yeah, yeah. same okay. country. That Chris. guy. There you go. I, I mean, is he healthy enough for this game? Because I haven't checked on that, but um, no, I think for what the what the Lions want to do in terms of trying to stop a running game, I think they need a thumper like that though. But um, I, I I couldn't trust the Lions uh, to lay it right now. Would you tease the Bears up? Would I? No, but would the syndicate probably? You got to wait for the syndicate. I think the syndicate yeah, would. Yeah. Or I think they might. I think they will. Be honest with you. Mm. I think this is going to be an underrated, real good game that's going to come down to the wire. Feels like on Sunday. Every time these teams play, that's how it goes. Yeah. You know, I guess the, the the Lions blew them out last year toward the end of the season. But the but game in Detroit the, too. The, the Campbell Detroit, yeah. used to t- Campbell used to timeout that ended the game, and the Bears won. Right? <laughs> yeah. he, we were in the wrong coverage, but the timeout let him run the clock out yeah. at the end of that game. But now it's, he's the coach of the year favorite. Yeah, he's, he's the favorite now. <laughs> Plus two hundred over at DraftKings. Go and get it if you want. I don't want it. <laughs> we will continue to talk NFL games to wrap up the show coming up in about twenty minutes. But on the other side, Michael Calabrese, college football betting analyst at the Action network will join us to give us his early look at the bowl slate here on Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here's your host, Timmy Abbefe on VSN, the sports betting network. The most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful time of the year when it comes to finding the perfect gift for the ones who matter most. But fortunately, our friends over at Omaha Steaks, this is convenient and thoughtful gift is guaranteed to delight every single person on your gift list every single time. You go to omahasteaks.com, you save 50% off site-wide when you use promo code VEASAN at checkout and get an additional $30 off your order. I mean, you can talk about the burgers, the fillets, whatever you want. They got it at Omaha Steaks. Once again, 50 off site wide plus promo code VSIN. Check out, you get an extra $30 off of your order. Minimum order may be required. That Whenever I do that read, gentlemen, that just <laughs> makes me hungry. It just makes <laughs> me hungry. <laughs> this is the Lombardi line. Femi Abebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard hanging out in the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And joining us now to help us start getting ready for the college football slate here. And before we get into the bowl games, uh, this is Michael Calabrese, college football betting analyst for the Action Network. Before we get to the bowl games, and we appreciate you joining us here, Michael. We got to talk about the CFP because you're a Florida State alum. And oh, oh. a birdie has been telling me during oh. the break that you believe the committee made the right choice, leaving your Seminoles and that defense out of the playoff and taking Bama and Texas. 
Well, first of all, let me clarify. I'm not a Florida State alum, but I am a Florida State fan. That was the first team I fell in love with, the Charlie Ward Seminoles. But more importantly, my biggest preseason bet of the entire offseason was betting Florida State to win the national championship. So I had skin in the game. This wasn't a hypothetical conversation or academic argument. It's pretty simple, in, in my opinion. And it's if this was a Schroeder's cat situation where we didn't know what Florida State looked like offensively without Travis Jordan, Jordan Travis, I should say, then I think you could have made an argument that anything could have happened with a backup quarterback. But because we got to see both quarterbacks, their second and third string, and saw their significant limitations on that side of the ball, I think the committee did the difficult thing. And in the end, I think they did the right thing by leaving them out and leaving them ranked fifth. Because the other side of this coin that people don't want to really discuss is who's the major beneficiary of Florida State getting in over Alabama? It would be Michigan. All of a sudden, instead of them having a coin flip game in the semifinal, they're favored by you know double digits. So while I do think there's plenty of controversy and there's plenty of different ways to argue this, whereas if Florida State had been the fourth team, I wouldn't think it would have been this you know grand travesty and that Alabama had been jobbed. But the fact of the matter is they put the four best teams today into the field. And this argument that there's no way to tell, there's there's no way to know what's going to happen. That's true. Florida State could play and win a rock fight against Michigan. That absolutely could happen. But I think it's on the committee to put in the best teams at this point in the season. And it's in their language that they can take into account the availability of coaches and key players. And it also cuts the other way. If they had lost one game without their starting quarterback, but they used then healthy at the end of the year, they can put that in their favor and basically say they're a stronger team by end of year as mm -hmm. opposed to a weaker team. So all this being said, I think they made the right choice. And Florida State and college football is, you know, they're going to be at, at odds forever over this. But that's really what college football is all about. It's about the controversy. Yeah, I hear you, Michael. But, you know, the thing about it <laughs> is, you know, they can never get it right because there's five major conferences. How are they going to get four teams from five major? What if everybody went undefeated in major conferences? How are you going to decide on just four teams, right? But but I, I guess what I wanted to ask you is from a betting standpoint, and, and here's why I keep hearing people saying they got it right, is because we got the odds kind of indicating that. Right. You know, and, and I just from your opinion, I guess, do you think college football is moving in that direction in which the appearances of certainly certain matchups? But we're going to have the major playoff. We're going to have, have to deal with that anymore. But mm -hmm. in terms of moving forward with with scheduling and everything like that, do you think college football is is so conscious of what is going on in the betting community? I think it is, but also I'll say this, Norvell and his coaching staff must have known that they were basically on the chopping block in that ACC title game because it happened before. It happened in the very first year of the 14 playoff. You had Ohio State, JT Barrett goes down. Urban Meyer and his staff knew not only did they need to win the Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin, it needed to be an offensive showcase to eliminate any doubt that they could play at a very high level with the backup quarterback. They won that game 59-0. So it was there for Florida State, and I, I believe I was telling everyone that I knew because they knew how invested I was in Florida State winning the national title. I said, they're going to have to score 30-plus points in this game. They're going to have to do it on offense. The defense is great, and certainly if they were to have made it to the semifinals, the defense would have made it competitive, but they needed to show the committee that it was okay to put them in with a backup quarterback, and unfortunately, they just didn't. They were stuck in the mud for that entire first half, and all of their offensive you know, points came off of decent field position. So Florida State in general... I still think had an opportunity to do it. And that's the part I bristle at where people say they did everything they were asked to do. 
They won all their games. That's true. But they had to know internally that they were asked to look better on offense in that last game and they couldn't do it. Michael, let's say we accept your argument that Alabama is better than, than Florida State. Why is Texas better than Georgia if they really want the best four teams? Well, I think this is a good point and kind of what, you know, the panel in general is talking about, that there's going to be years where there are five worthy teams in four slots, and there's going to be years where there's eight worthy teams in four slots. But also, I think back to the 2019 season where LSU was dominating everybody, and you had that great semifinal between Clemson and Ohio State. There were really three good teams that year. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you know, they had to put Oklahoma, they get fed into the wood chipper, and they get crushed in that semifinal, because the, the playoff in a perfect scenario would be able to vacillate between you know two to ten to twelve teams based on who was worthy and who could make a compelling argument i agree i think there's like six or seven teams that could make an argument this year that if everything went right they could win multiple playoff games and win the national title but i think that's a part of what makes college football special is that we put so much scrutiny on the regular season and at the end of the day i still think florida state they got snake bit by bad luck Yes, the committee is the one that has to you know, face this, and they did an awful job. They need to hire a press secretary. Everything that they said didn't really add up in terms of consistency. But at the end, they needed a villain. They needed somebody to select them because the real villain was just the injury luck, you know, losing their quarterback against North Alabama. Yeah, I think my favorite line of the whole broadcast was, like, well, this doesn't take away anything of what Florida State did all season when it literally takes away their chance to potentially win a national <laughs> title. It's like, hey, guys, you had a hell of a year, but see you later. We're speaking with Michael Calabrese, college football betting analyst over at the Action Network. All right, Michael, let's get into your plays for the bowl season, starting with the Independence Bowl between Cal and Texas Tech. Uh, how do you see this one kind of playing out here later on um, next week? All right, I set the table with the playoff committee having to take into account opt-outs and player injuries and everything else. That's all that these minor bowl games are about. You need to do your homework. You need to go online. You need to go on Twitter and find out who's available and who's not. Because in this game, I like Cal as an underdog to win outright because Texas Tech is about two of their starting wide receivers, both in the portal, Miles Price and uh, Bradley out wide. They're starting left tackle out. Their backup left tackle out. Tyler Shuck also in the portal. He's gone. Their best defensive player had surgery a couple weeks ago on the defensive line. He's gone. So when I look at that, I think there's a chance too that Taj Brooks, their star running back, is going to read the room and say, for who, for what? I'm going to pack my stuff and go start working out for the NFL draft. Where on the other side, Justin Wilcox just saved his job in Berkeley. They were going to fire this guy if he didn't get to a bowl game. They win their last three games of the season. Fernando Mendoza is starting quarterback for all three of those, completing over 65% of his passes during that win streak. He also almost upset USC at home. I think Cal is the better team here by virtue of the players that are actually going to see the field and not kind of an overview of the entire season. So I think Joey McGuire's team that started with kind of like, I guess, dark horse aspirations in the Big 12. This is a big, you know, come down to play against a six and six Cal team in the Independence Bowl. I'll take the more motivated team here. Yeah, motivation is, is going to be the key here. I, I think uh, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it because as a player, when we played in the Freedom Bowl in L.A., we just wanted to party. <laughs> but we go into the Orange Bowl. Obviously, you're motivated to win a national championship. But I guess it gets to the next game because Air Force uh, against James Madison. I, I mean, what are you seeing in that one to kind of lean towards Air Force? So James Madison had to play the regular season as though those were going to be their only games that were guaranteed. And you saw it in their regular season finale. They played absolutely perfect football. They win in a blowout. Since then, head coach Kirk Signetti out goes to Indiana. Now Jordan McLeod is in the portal. He may play. He may not. They have five starters in total in the portal, three more contributors. 
They just don't know what to do right now because they don't have a captain of the ship at this point. Up against Air Force, that has a big donut hole in the opt-out and portal column. Air Force, you know, as per usual, people don't just come and go on a turnstile there. So on top of everything else, Zach Larry or their starting quarterback may return, as well as two key receivers, Dane Kinneman and Jared Rosnos. So if they get all three of those guys, I love Air Force to win this one outright. And a little nugget, service academies and bowls in the last 20 years, 23 and 10 straight up. That's mm. 70% win percentage there. So I really like taking a service academy here. Like the sound of that, Michael, yeah. we got about 45 seconds left. Boca Raton Bowl, Syracuse, South Florida. Looks like you're going with another dog here. I'm going with the dogging with the Bulls plus 140. Dino Babers out. Nunzio Campanelli, another Italiano. <laughs> you know, I, I would love to back him in this spot. And even though the portal and opt-outs have been pretty quiet in this game, I think USF has just a lot more to offer. Alex Golish comes over from Tennessee after putting together a really explosive offense with Hendon Hooker two years ago. He sprinkles his magic all over this Bulls offense. They go to 29th in explosiveness. And if you watch one underclassman during bowl season, particularly in the minor bowls, watch Byron Brown, the quarterback for USF, 3,000 yards passing, 750 rushing, 34 total TDs, four games with four more touchdowns. I think he's going to run all over this Syracuse defense and get it done as a plus 140 underdog. All right. Here's Michael Calabrese. Check him out over at the Action Network College Football Betting Analyst. Michael, we appreciate the bets as always. Be well and good luck with him. Thanks so much for having me, guys. All right. We'll wrap up the show on the other side. It's the Lombardi Line. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Lombardi Line with Mike Palm and Mike Pritchard. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. In the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VSIN. The crown is yours. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line final segment here on the DraftKings Network. Family of Bebefe, Mike Paul, Mike Pritchard. Thank you to Michael Calabrese, who joined us in the last segment, college football analyst over at the Action Network. He's on three dogs in the Independence Bowl, Boca Raton Bowl, and the Armed Forces Bowl. I'm sure many more bets to come from Michael Calabrese as we continue to matriculate through the bowl season. I guess we haven't gotten to the bowl season yet since we still have Army-Navy coming up tomorrow. Uh, any play for you guys in that Army-Navy game? 27 and a half, huh? So it's it's, oh, it's basement low. How many straight years is it the unders hit? Isn't it like 15 straight years or something like that? Service Academy games in general, but that one, I, I don't have the number for you. I usually play it, but the number's usually in the mid-30s. Yeah. It's really hard, like 30 last night. Yeah. I mean, there's just, it, you, it's like you got to get two first downs and a punt. You right. can't have turnovers. You can't have, it, it gets to be um, too specific. Um where are they playing it this year? It's not in Philadelphia. Foxborough, Foxborough this year. Yeah, it's not in Philadelphia. Belichick's the guest picker for game day. Yeah, I no. saw that. <laughs> used to be in Philadelphia. <laughs> I remember when it used to be yeah, in Baltimore, Baltimore a few yeah. times, right? I covered yeah. three of yeah. them. Um, and those bad boys are... Yeah. It, it put that on a bucket list. If mm. Army-Navy? Yeah, go to an Army-Navy game. They talked about it. Uh, Mitch Moss and I, we, we covered it. Uh, and USAA, who puts it on sponsors, I mean, they talked about rotating it around the country because they just oh, want wow. that type of exposure. But maybe they're getting to that. It's taken a minute to get up to Foxborough. But they Baltimore play in the South, too. Right. Yeah. They, they talked about coming out to the West Coast, too, because it's the only game on. Um, yeah. uh, and the tradition. Like San Diego with the naval sure. base. And, yeah. You yeah. know, the tradition yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, I, I think. Um, from a, from a, that standpoint, it's hard for me to bet it. That's why I think everybody leans towards the total and the under. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how great these teams are, though. Transition, I, I think, right? I for think both Army's of them. made a drastic improvement during the year. Though. Have they? I think they've, they've played much better the back half of the year. They were really struggling early. Mm -hmm. Down year for Navy. Yeah. Um, so... Um, I like it as an under player because it's like a uh, you know a twelve possession game, right? It's, right. A, it's a running clock. Yeah. I remember an Air Force Army game a couple years ago at, at West Point. Air Force won the kick and they scored on the last play of the first quarter. <laughs> they ran that. That was a fifteen minute drive. They converted four fourth and ones mm -hmm. and scored on the last play. Yeah. Fifteen minute drive. <laughs> and I had like under thirty eight and a half. And I thought that's not a bad touchdown yeah, drive to open. Yeah, and I like sure. it. Man. I like. Yeah. That takes a lot of discipline. For like a fifteen minute drive without no penalties or something to kind of like yeah. derail the drive. That's more literally. like an eight yard run would derail yeah. the drive. It's all three. <laughs> literally four, three yeah. yards yeah. in a cloud of dust. <laughs> three yards per play. Just convert on fourth and one. We're, we're going to keep this thing rolling. Uh, yeah. uh, but uh, let's just get back to the NFL here as we wrap it. We got seven and a half minutes left here in the show and an interesting game with a, a couple of backup quarterbacks in Cincinnati where the Colts are two point road dogs to the Bengals. Forty four is our total this the look ahead was two in favor of indianapolis but i think everybody saw monday night what jake browning was capable of do you guys believe that browning can repeat that performance or was that kind of a one-off what we saw monday night well do you believe the colts defense is better than the jaguars defense uh, i do not i do not also so why wouldn't <laughs> they be able to replicate the formula and at home not on the road i agree with the line move here not that i'm going to get involved in the mm -hmm. game i think cincinnati should be a small one and a half two point favorite um I lean a little bit over. Yeah, the quarterback matchups are, are <laughs> something. <laughs> something. <laughs> I say something else. Uh, but, it, you know, Cincinnati was up against it certainly last week. I, I think they still are. And, and having something similar when you have a cast around a quarterback, that can become consistent. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Gardner makes a ton of mistakes. Minshew makes a ton of mistakes defensively. Um, not Jacksonville. I agree with that. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, at home, I, I think Cincinnati, it's, it's, it's under a field goal, too. Yeah. So that's, that is interesting, though. I haven't played it. Yeah, and I, I think it's a stay away from okay. me just to kind of see what happens in the game. Like, I don't really have like a strong opinion either way with this one. I mean, another big game for the Colts to try to make the playoffs, but also Cincinnati as well. Like that too, win right. get, put them right back into the right. playoff conversation. I will say, uh, on Pritch's comment, I totally agree with. And we talked about it when he went out, how long he'd be out. Higgins makes a lot of difference. Oh. He jumped out of the screen to me watching that game on Monday mm -hmm. night, right? Mm -hmm. He is really important as a maybe the most important number two in the, in the game. Yeah, I mean, on a lot of teams, he'd be a number one. Yeah? Yeah. I'm sure he's going to go get number one money in free agency well, this year. he might be looking at the team that might want him, too, playing against yeah. the team that might yeah. want him. So, the yeah. Colts there give Anthony right. Richardson a nice weapon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 2024, Elliot's getting excited over there. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag for the Focus shoe. on the Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> Pacers, IST. <laughs> we'll see if they can hang the banner. Uh, the B Baltimore Ravens, Pritch, I'm curious to see if the teaser syndicate is interested in this one. Ravens, seven and a half point favorites against the Rams, total sitting at 40. Yeah, you know, these get dangerous when you know you want to tease the home favorite down mm. uh, I, I think the syndicate has learned their lesson on that uh, at least that's what they tell me anyway <laughs> why the hell did we do you know all that kind of <laughs> stuff when when you know there's other games you can focus on from a, yeah. from a teaser standpoint so I, I mean I wouldn't mess with it um, there, you know the Baltimore Ravens really really good football team they're fighting for home field advantage. I know that's the discussion in the locker room too. Um, uh, and so I, always, always well coached too, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Rams, they've been surprising people. Uh, they really have been. Um, but I, I, they're not the caliber of the Baltimore Ravens. But I, I wouldn't lay it, but then I, I'm not going to tease it. This is a stay away from me. I think Rams to make the playoffs at around plus 150, if you can find it, it's available mm. at 145 every is interesting. Because I think the worst case scenario is they finish 9 and 8, and that might might get them in, uh, get them into the playoffs. Um, I think it's too many points, even though I love the Ravens to win this game. Mm. Gee, seven and a half seems a lot on a team that's going to score some points, yeah. right? A healthy Stafford, a well-coached talk. I think the best two, three play callers in the game are are, are Shanahan, McVay, and Reed. And I don't think I think there's a gap after that. So it, it's interesting. I believe all ten survivors that have the Ravens will probably be on them because mm -hmm. this is the spot to use them when you look at their schedule. Yeah, save them. This is the last quote-unquote yeah. like safe spot yeah. to use the Baltimore Ravens here. Uh, to me, I think this looks like a pretty solid teaser leg. I, I don't want to lay seven and a half there, but I, I don't want to take it either with the Rams. So I, I kind of just want to go ahead and tease it down to like one and a half. Get the Ravens just to have to win the game. I mean, if it lands one, it lands one, whatever. You kind of deal with the consequences there, but uh, anything under a field goal for Baltimore team Using that, I think, is a solid look. That's your Stanford Wong, your home favorite That's through the seven and the three. <laughs> the seven and three. Um, you know, Timmy, can we talk about a game that I'm interested in? Yes. Because I'm really feel good about the Packers, and yet I think this is a tricky spot in New mm. York for them on Monday night. I wish this game would get to seven because I would grab seven. Uh, in this spot, I don't have a play on it yet, but Packers at New York in this double Monday night game. That. Um, <laughs> Do you have a play? I don't, I don't have a play. Is it on your monitor list? I'm monitoring just like you are. Yeah. It's <laughs> just I like am. you are. I am. Just like, if you can get a full touchdown, yeah. it's DeVito, so you got to plug your nose. But I, I think this is a little rich for Green Bay. Yeah, I mean. Prince <laughs> <laughs> said it's DeVito. <laughs> well, are you are you a believer in that, right? I mean, what the Giants are doing with DeVito. We made what the they, decision to stay with them. Yeah. yeah. Rod is healthy now. Well. 
Yeah. <laughs> for now. For, give it 10 plays. Yeah. <laughs> we, said, we said earlier in the season that yeah. he ain't going to be able to right, make it right. through. Give, give him what? You said he wouldn't make it through a game. Yeah. Said, yeah. 10, <laughs> That's, I did say that. plays. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> actor that punctured his lung. Well, <laughs> Herbert would still never have made a start uh-huh. in but the you, NFL. <laughs> but the way that the Giants have responded to the veto, Jordan I think, Love. is what they're looking at more so, right? Yeah. Uh, the way because that's that's what you want a team to do is respond to a quarterback. Um, Green Bay's got something cooking though. They I'm do. very impressed yeah. with their offense. Yeah, and you've been on this. Like you yeah. talked about young teams getting better throughout the they year. Take leaps. Yep, it's like it's a quantum leap yeah. for Green Bay, and, and along with confidence too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. still some bad habits from Jordan. Uh, maybe Lafleur can get him out of some stuff, but uh, they are they got something special. They believe. Yeah, they do. They really do they believe. Do. Yeah. <laughs> They took the, they won the coin flip and took the ball in yeah, Detroit. They're, they're I mean, confident. they're, 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 they're confident. a confident young <laughs> yeah. football team. Yeah. I like how they're playing. How about this Broncos-Chargers game? We haven't discussed that one. Uh, this could be a potential teaser syndicate play there. But there is a three out there if you want to just take Denver with the three. Total 44. Yeah. I, I'm under. I went under yeah. here. Under? Yeah. I, no, I considered the uh, former team teaser thing. Mm. Um, but Atlanta, you know. But, uh, you know, Denver – I. Everybody's the heat's back on Russell right now again. Well, because he was so bad. It, he like, was he bad. didn't he make was one bad. good throw <laughs> in the last nine plays of but that game. But they forget about the five-game winning streak, right? Look at all the heat's back on Russell it's again. It's ridiculous. I know it is. Okay, they gave him that game. Yeah. He got the first. He used his legs to get a couple right. first. Every throw. You have throw four throws to the end zone from yeah. the nine. Aren't you supposed to score as an NFL team? If you watch the tape oh God. and study <laughs> it, he missed a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. And everything yeah. was hard and high. Right. But he missed a lot. <laughs> Um, but Russell. I can't trust Staley. I never have and, oh, and I never come, can. No. Broncos country, let's hide, maybe. The Dayquil. The Dayquil has officially kicked in. That's for us here on the Lombardi line. For Mike Paul, for Mike Pritchard, for our producer Elliot Bowman, and the entire crew behind the glass, I'm Femi Abebefe saying all the best of luck. Sharp Money's coming up next here on VCMV Sports Betting Network. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.